Okay, over a year into the pandemic, and there's a new report out from Marno Chappelle that says that isolation and the feeling of isolation is taking its greatest toll yet on all of us. And for more on this, we're joined now by our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. Laura, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. I'm actually feeling a little bit better that I heard that music playing on in the background. I know, the black box, right? A little throwback there. I like it. Nice pick there, Dave. Well done. Uh, let's talk about uh, isolation and the feeling of isolation. Uh, first off, just what effect does that have on people's uh, health and uh, wellness? Um, I think everyone responds differently, but I mean, isolation, especially with this year, there's been so many changes to our routines and our well-being and people's mental health and mental state. So when they feel isolated, for some people, and I know even for people that reached out to me, it's that they feel alone or they don't know who to talk to or they feel like they don't have any responsibility or control. And that really does, uh, you know, uh, have so many wide-ranging uh, repercussions, doesn't it? Because when we feel, feel isolated, I think that enhances a lot of other uh, feelings, uh, particularly uh, that of vulnerability. Exactly. I mean, it alters our, our brain function as well. Um, feeling vulnerable, increased heart problems, sometimes uh, triggering depression and suicide, poor decision-making. So there's a host of different, um, I guess, feelings that we have that affects our emotional health because of loneliness and isolation. All right. So obviously there's some uh, pretty serious impacts. And having said that, let's uh, shift our focus and talk about some uh, coping strategies that people can employ maybe to uh, battle isolation or the feeling of isolation. So I think for sure, um, let's try to shift the narrative and focus on the things that we can control when it comes to isolation. So what are the things that we can do when we're at home? And this is something like for myself, I'm at home by myself and I also feel uh, isolation. So really focusing on the things that you can control, um, what's important for the day, writing out your tasks for the day or your goals for the day, because you don't want to feel overwhelmed. You don't want to feel that um, a lot of these things are out of your control or think about how long the pandemic is going to last. So really focus and hone in on what you can control for the day or for the week, because that can help uh, change your behavior. Also focus on the things you can control in terms of your responses to other people or how often you go out in public spaces or how often you're watching um, negative news or negative content on social media. So really pay attention to what you're focusing on. You know, that's really interesting what you can control, because that is such a big thing during this pandemic, because there's so much that is out of our control, our circle of control or uh, influence. And, you know, there's another variant we're talking about uh, today that they're calling this the double mutant variant. That's uh, certainly uh, concerning. And these are things that we cannot control. But uh, one of the things you can control maybe is. How much news you're consuming per day, as you said, or even just uh, this is what I'm going to watch that I'm going to stream this movie at tonight. I've got control of that, at least. That's right. So make sure you're informing yourself, but not over consuming things because it can definitely be overwhelming. So have those, I guess, like time constraints or non-negotiables and say, OK, I'm going to watch the news for you know 30 minutes or listen to the radio for 30 minutes every day. And that's going to be it. So focusing, really honing in on what you can control. I think can really help in terms of isolation and also to help manage your anxiety. And when we talk about feelings of uh, isolation and the fact that uh, so many of us, so many uh, Canadians are feeling it uh, more than ever, and it's taking uh, its greatest toll yet on us during the pandemic, 
it's somewhat ironic because, uh, and you and I have spoke about this throughout the this past year in the pandemic, is the ability to remain connected virtually. That, uh, you know, we've got things like FaceTime, Zoom calls, and that there, there's so many, thank goodness, pieces of technology that can keep us connected and not feel isolated. That's right. I mean, I've tried to even switch instead of texting or emailing, reaching out to people and having a call or doing a Zoom call with family or friends. And you can even do that with coworkers. I know um, some organizations and workplaces, what they do is they have like their morning chit chat where their coworkers will just talk about their family or their day or, or things that don't really involve work, just to have a little bit of that social face-to-face time, even though it's virtual. And that can really help um, because we spend so much time right now feeling isolated from one another. So having that morning coffee or that chit chat or making a commitment to have with your friends or family once a week on the weekend to connect via Zoom or even doing a hangout. I think that is very positive and it will help us feel less lonely, less isolated, um, less rejected. Mm-hmm. I got to get back to that because I'll be honest, I've uh, kind of stepped away from that uh, early on in the pandemic. I uh, was regularly checking in with a lot of friends and family just so they wouldn't feel isolated. That, you know, hashtag we're all in this uh, together. And as the pandemic has uh, worn on, uh, I think uh, a lot of things have unfortunately uh, fallen by the uh, wayside and we've all just worn down, I think. I, I totally agree. But then there's also, I mean, we can turn to social media. I know so many of us are on social media and we can utilize that platform to reconnect with like childhood friends or college roommates or old neighbors. So uh, if you don't want to be on a Zoom or um, even doing like a Netflix party, there's other ways to connect virtually as well. There's even an app called House Party where you can virtually join others for games and activities. So it doesn't have to feel like you're always in front of um, your laptop or your phone or or a screen, but there are ways to connect and to help support you, and I think creating a really positive dialogue will really help. And again, thank goodness we've got that. And I'm just wondering if there's been any research. I'm sure, I'm sure researchers are working on this uh, as we uh, speak to look into how the virtual experience compares to the in-person experience. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I, I don't know myself a lot of that research, but you raise a really good point. Yeah, because uh, again, thank goodness we've got that uh, outlet, but you can't think that it uh, fully replaces that uh, in-person experience and that uh, true uh, face-to-face meeting and connection. And even meeting virtually, although it helps, I'm sure it doesn't completely take away these feelings of isolation. That's right. And I think, um, but I do think, you know, when we were talking about focusing on the things we can't control, I think when we're talking about feelings of isolation, also looking at, um, you know, your physical health, So if you can virtually work out at home, if you can go for walks outside, that's also something that you can control and that will also make you feel good. So if you're finding that you're not getting um, the social component or the aspect by doing the virtual connects, then try getting outside and, and doing the virtual connect when you're outside. Yeah, great advice there. And also, and again, this is a virtual, but doing those virtual uh, gym classes, whether it be a HIIT workout or a treadmill class or or something, that that there really is something that uh, it does. Again, it's not the same as being in the gym and in a class with people, but it's it's pretty darn close that you can compete with others. And it's just amazing that virtual fitness experience and where it's come to during the pandemic. Especially we see that with the streaming of the the fitness classes, the yoga classes, um, the Peloton. I know that's been really popular uh, during the pandemic as well because you feel that you can connect with your trainer, but there's also other people as well that are going to kind of hit the key goals for the class and and for the week. So I find that that connection helps because, again, you don't feel 
as much or so isolated. Absolutely. Our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis, with us each and every Thursday. Laura, appreciate it as always. Yes. There's a Laura DeSanctis finder on Instagram at go with your gut.